speaker that's coming tonight really doesn't need a lot of introduction. Everywhere where he has preached, God has moved and people have been greatly blessed. And we are delighted to have Brother Cornelius Williams here tonight. Yes. I also, I also want to welcome also Sister Williams and their baby is with them here. Their growing family is here tonight in Jesus' name. Really felt in the Holy Ghost that Brother Cornelius Williams was to kick this conference off. And so I'm all ears tonight. Why don't we put our hands together one more time as the man of God comes to preach to us. Brother Cornelius Williams. across the house can we entertain the spirit of the Lord and lift our hands in the sanctuary come on can we take a moment and yield to the spirit the glory of the Lord that's in the room right now come on hands lifted Voices raised, God, we God, we need your divine presence right now. God, we need your spirit to descend upon this house right now. Come on, that's it. That's it. Something's in the room right now. I believe that there is a prophetic wind that's in this room right now. The Spirit of the Lord that has transcended upon this conference is not anything that I want to miss. Anybody glad to be a summit in the house of the Lord? Amen. Such a beautiful presence of the Lord that's in the sanctuary, the people of God that have gathered with expectation for God's power to meet us. And I'm grateful for meetings like this where it's clear that there's a hunger, desire to be touched and transformed and 
I honor your pastor of the Cornerstone Church that are here tonight. I honor your bishop. Amen. 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 This meeting for many years has been a staple in the movement, a place of regeneration and strength for the people of God. And we thank Bishop Mayo and the Cornerstone Church for putting on this conference. Amen. 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 And we rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice in what God has done in this edifice, the beauty of this tabernacle, the work of God's hand working as he does and bringing this church to a new dimension. Amen. God has done a great work here, and I'm grateful, grateful for what God is doing in the Northwest. Amen. We're humbled for the invitation to come and be a part of this conference, my wife, my family. Amen. We're here for the first time, but I, I can already tell you right now that in my, my days of sneaking to the Northwest, a few weeks here and there, I've fallen in love with this place. Amen. There's something special. There's something special. Amen. Something special about about this place and I honor all the ministers that are here tonight a great number of friends and ministry that have texted and called me throughout the week and even today I honor you I appreciate you and tonight is the first night of this meeting and there's a there's a star stacked group of men behind me and I'm honored and humbled to be in alignment with them this week. And I'm, I'm not sure what God has in store the remainder of the week. But I do know that tonight, somebody shout tonight. I do know that tonight is a night that has burdened my spirit for weeks. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost is going to meet us. Amen. Without delay, without delay, I want to uncover what is commonly a familiar text to us, Exodus 3 and 2, for your consideration. And uh, I've been scanning the crowd. There's a young man that worked at the hotel and let us in our room, a part of the valet team. I've been scanning the crowd to see if he's here. I don't know if you're here, Blake, but if you are, raise your hands, wave your hands. He may not be here, but I believe that God, God is unfolding an unprecedented revival in this hour across the nations. Anybody believe that? unprecedented unprecedented and God's doing something that we've never seen before 
And I don't know how you feel, but I want to be a part of it. Come on, anybody want to be a part of it? Amen. Exodus 3 and 2, while you're turning there, I honor my good friend with the Hoffer. I believe that this is 20 years, 20 years that Holy Ghost Radio has been propagating the gospel across this globe. Amen. We ought to give God thanks that the message is being heard. Amen. Amen. Exodus 3 and 2, when you have a shout, amen. This text is not uncommon for us, but I believe that there are some dynamics of this text, of this passage of Scripture that will be unfolded throughout this sermon tonight. As Moses is on the backside of the desert, navigating the wilderness, feeding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro and trying to understand his destiny. God has a way of finding you when you can't find him. All right. Not as if he's lost, but there are times that we are navigating the wilderness and we're chasing destiny without understanding the destination. All right. And I believe that God's going to unfold something in this house tonight. There's a spirit in this room right now. That for years, the last few years, the last few months, if you've been wearied and walking, if you've had questions that have not been answered, if there's, if there's a gamut and gauntlet of weights and frustrations and burdens, I've come to tell you that tonight is a good night for God's spirit to transform us. And Moses on the backside of the desert, the Bible declares, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And the Bible declares that when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to see that God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And, and God said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. In another transliteration, the Bible unfolds this as the plucking off of the shoe. Somebody turned to your neighbor and said, take off your shoes. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. 
for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Is holy ground. The Bible declares Romans 10 and 15 how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And Song of Solomon 7 and 1 tells us how beautiful are thy feet with, somebody say with, with shoes. But there are times that God causes us to meet him at a place of spiritual transformation where God calls us to do the thing that is unorthodox, uncommon, beyond the place of the normalities of nature. This is what we call the supernatural. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost in the room right now? I'm telling you, we're here right now. The point of the supernatural, what God causes us to do that which is not common. And for the next few moments, I pray that God helps me tonight. And I want to unveil this thought for somebody in the room and talk about the day the preacher plucked off his shoes. The day the preacher plucked off his shoes. I think we ought to one more time just recognize this moment, this place, this spirit. And lift up our hands all across the house. And with your hands lifted, lift up your voice. Come on, we're at a place of transformation right now. Come on, if you need God to shift something in your spirit. Come on, lift up your voice. If you need God to reach his hands in your church. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, the place that we stand is holy ground. Come on, this moment is beautiful. This place is beautiful. Come on, lift your hands all across the sanctuary. Come on, there's a wind that's blowing. There's a spirit that's flowing. Come on, if you need a spirit of change to, to grab a hold of your spirit, clap your hands and lift up your voice. Come on, the holiest hit the sanctuary right now. Come on, the supernatural has descended upon the house. Amen. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. The day the preacher plucked off his shoes 
Somebody shout, take off your shoes. Every moment of life is not created equal. Every dispensation, every dimension is not equal. And in this walk that we live, this life that we live in walking with God, the feet of them that preach the gospel, the feet of God's people are beautiful. But in walking the world, the roads and the journey of trying to do what God has called us to do, trying to be what God has called us to be, the dust of a journeyed road causes our feet to become brittle. You live for God long enough, your feet will become blistered. The weights of carrying ministry on your back can cause bruises on the heels. And I feel a spirit in this sanctuary. I, I, I feel that God, that God has given me an assignment to, to open up a portal of preparation for God's people for what is coming down the road. Somebody shout the road. Because sometimes we become wearied. Anybody knows what that feels like. We become weighted. We become burdened. And sometimes we need a divine intervention for God to shake something and shift something in our spirit to give us strength to keep walking. Anybody need strength in the room? And I believe that there are days, somebody shout days, there are days, there are moments, there are transects of time that God, that God divinely intercepts the horizontal. And all it takes is one day, one day for everything to change. I don't know how you feel, but I, I feel that I just need God to step in the house at one moment. This moment, this night, this service, this week. Hey, I just come to tell you, I'm just waiting for God to descend down for something to be transformed in my spirit, for the weight to be lifted, for the burden to be lifted, for the shackle. Mm. And every day is not the same, not the same. And Moses came to that realization as he's walking, navigating the desert as he had done many days before. But this day was different. This day, this day was different. And as he is walking near the Mount Horeb, and this is the place of God. This is, this is a divine place. Walking near Horeb and in the distance, his eyes catches a glimpse of an unusual occurrence this day. 
And I, I want to walk quickly through Exodus 3 and 2 one more time. Bishop, I appreciate you helping me tonight. I want to walk through this because there's some things here that I believe we need in our spirit tonight. Anybody ready to hear what God has to say? The Bible declares that the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire. The Bible says that Moses looked, and the bush burned with fire. Somebody shout fire. fire. Keep going, please. And the bush was not consumed. Yes. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Moses, Moses saw something that, that was transpiring in his midst that was not normal. It was, it was uncanny. It was unorthodox and something. And his spirit gravitated to the bush that was not being consumed. And Moses said, I must turn aside and see this great sight. I must turn aside and recognize what's happening in my midst. Anybody hear me right now? I must turn aside and understand that something's happening in my midst that's not happened before. That something's moving in my midst that's not being done before. Hey, can I tell somebody in the room, I pray to God that we get to a place that we find the beauty of holy ground, that we remember the beauty of holy ground, that we rekindle the understanding of hope. Hey, I've come to tell you this spirit in this house, it ain't normal. It's supernatural. It is divine. It is beauty. We're on holy. But God, we're on holy ground. Somebody shout holy ground. Moses said, I must turn aside and see this thing that's in my midst. I must recognize this thing that's in my midst. Can I tell somebody in the house that the days of us thinking that our churches, this church, your church, the local church, the days of us believing and thinking that the church is just an edifice of cinder block and sheetrock, those days are over. I pray somebody hear the Holy Ghost right now. I said the days of just believing that this is a foundation with bricks and mortar. Those days are over. I've come to remind you that this is a divine place. I've come to tell you this is a divine coordinate. This is a divine transect of transformation. Uh, God, I wish you would thank God for the church. Uh, I've come to tell you, uh, I still believe uh, that when souls intersect uh, with the sanctuary, uh, something has to change. Hey, I've come to tell you, I still believe that when chains intersect with the church, that something has to break. You can't come into the supernatural. You can't encounter God and not. I'm looking for transformation. I'm looking to be moved. I must see. I wish somebody would lift up your voice. There's a spirit in the house. There's a glory in the sanctuary. There's
Brother Bass, can I tell you what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid that, that Pentecost can become common and the power of Pentecost can become too familiar that we don't take time to see this thing. I said, I'll miss that the bush is burning, God's spirit is moving, God's spirit is working, but instead of us slowing down, we're still on the path of our own agenda. It's all right if I just preach to you for a little while. Instead of us slowing down and recognizing that maybe God's trying to talk to me, maybe God is trying to plant something in me, maybe God is trying to shift something in me, we must slow down to hear. To hear. To hear the Spirit. And Moses turns aside, and when God recognized that he recognized God, can I tell you that there is not enough for us to shout in the sanctuary and leave sweated and wringing out our tie because we felt the Holy Ghost. I don't just want to feel the power. I want to walk in power. I don't just want to feel the Spirit. I want to be in the Spirit. I want to tread every step in the desert, every step in the city. We're standing. We're standing on holy ground. We're running on holy ground. We're worshiping on holy It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's holy. There, there's a superlative beauty about the holy ground that we're on right now. And Moses recognized that this day was different. And God saw that Moses saw him. And when you see God, something begins to shift. You can't encounter God and stay the same. It's not possible. Can I tell you, it's not possible. Can I tell you, it's not possible for something uh, to get a hold of your spirit and the anointing of God begin to, to descend down from your head uh, all the way down to your feet. And Moses, Moses did not realize it yet, but he had come to the point of no return. He had came to the bush where this point this intersection, once you cross over, Moses didn't know that he wasn't going to be the same Moses. I hope somebody's hearing the Holy Ghost right now. Hey, can I tell you, don't show up to meetings like this uh, and leave the same man. Don't show up uh, to conferences like this and leave the same woman. Uh, God forbid you come to the bush. You come to the bush uh, and your feet not be transformed. In verse 4, God, God began to call out to Moses. He began to call out to Moses, hear it. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, yes. God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses. 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 And he said, here am I said, God, I'm right here. I'm listening, God. I came. I came to this place. You've come to this place for God to speak to you. I want you to hear what he's saying to you. Moses. Yeah. 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 Moses. 
He said, draw not nigh hither. What did he tell him? Draw not nigh hither. Yes. But put off thy shoes from off thy feet. He said, put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest For the place is holy ground. That you're standing on is holy ground. Moses, put off thy shoes. Pluck off thy shoes. Take off. Somebody say, take off. Take off thy shoes. Take off. Put off. Pluck off thy shoes for the place. The place that you're standing on is holy ground. What Moses did not know was that God was trying to birth something uh, on the inside of him uh, because he was going to walk a road uh, that he had not been destined for until he got to that bush uh, and understood the destination. Uh, God understood uh, that the wilderness journey back to Egypt uh, where there's a people that's crying uh, with shackles and chains. Uh, I've come to tell you, uh, your city does need you. Uh, your church does need you. Uh, there's a people there's a people that need transformation but you can't touch them until your feet I wish somebody would hear God speaking to you right now you can't touch the people until your feet have been changed to walk to walk with God what Moses did not understand was that God was trying to transform something on the inside of him and he needed his feet to be transformed. So when he walked into Egypt, can I tell you, that's why you have the spirit. Because he gave us power to be a witness. That as you walk in your high school hallways, there's a spirit walking with you. Hey, when you walk in on your job, there's a spirit. There's footsteps in the sand. There's footsteps. There's something walking with me because my feet. I feel God speaking to somebody right now and God is trying to get Moses to understand there's some things that you're dealing with internally that you've got to mitigate you've got to deal with because we can't be the light if we're walking in darkness of understanding he said Moses I want you to see this bush I want your spirit to be illuminated I want your feet Moses He said, Moses, I want you to take off your shoes. He said, Moses, I want you to take off your shoes. God, why? Why am I taking off my shoes? I'll tell you why. You've got to understand that Moses in his spirit, Moses in his mind, he's having a frolicking of, of, of not knowing who he is. He's having decision-making processes unfold in his spirit. Am I Hebrew? Am I Egyptian? Who am I? What have you called me to do? What are you trying to be in me? I don't know. I don't know who I am. Mama told me I'm a Hebrew. Mama told me you're an apostolic child of God. But there's weights of decisions I'm trying to make. There's some stuff you're trying to figure out. I've come to tell you, you got to meet God at the bush. If you're going to find your identity, you've got to talk to God at the bush. If you're going to find... 
Hear me. I hope somebody hear me. And like us, Moses is dealing with internal insecurities. Moses is dealing with the impotencies of his impediment. Everything that he's not sure of. Everything about himself. He don't think he's qualified. He don't think he's worthy. Moses! I just want you to take off your shoes. Anybody hearing God talk to you right now? Moses, I just want you to take off your shoes. I want you to take off your shoes, Moses. But what about the skeletons I've got buried in the sand? What about my past that I can't forget about in the sand? Moses, take off your shoes. Because you think that your past is inhibiting the present. I've, tell, I've come to tell somebody your past has to bow down at the bush. I've come to tell somebody your insecurities about your anointing, they have to bow down at the bush. I've come to tell you your question marks. They've got to fall at the bush. I wish somebody would take off your shoes of self-sufficiency and say, God, I don't feel worthy, but only you can. Take off your shoes, Moses. Take off your shoe. Somebody lift up your voice in the house. Because maybe, just maybe, Moses, when you take off your shoes, you will stoop down low enough to loosen your latchet. And when you stoop down low for the hollering, something happens to your humanity when you become humbled. In God's presence, and I just want to tell you, church planter, it helps a whole lot more in your planting when you stoop down low and you recognize, I can't build this church without God. I can't build this thing without. Hey, saint of God, you can't walk this walk without God. I need my feet to be anointed. I need my steps to be fervent. You want to lift up your voice. I need God in my feet. I need God in my hands. I'm, I'm talking to you, soul winner. You need God walking the streets with you. I'm talking to you, preacher. You need God building up. off your shoes Moses <laughs> because Moses doesn't know it's when he puts his shoes back on he ain't the same man yeah. Yeah. because when your feet are barefooted on the, sur the surface and the substrate of holy ground something begins to work up from your feet and it gets a hold of your heart and Moses is a new man there's a cloak of anointing that's gone with him but what about my impediment Moses you took off your shoes but what about my insecurities Moses you took off your shoes don't you, don't you forget I transformed you at the bush go back to Egypt loosen the shackles Luke Hey, I've come to remind the whole mission area, build the church, walk with God. You take off your shoes. 
It is needful and necessary you take off your shoes. Because when you take off your shoes, you understand not only do you begin to walk in understanding, but you begin to walk in new dimensions. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost right now? You begin to walk in new dimensions. You begin to walk in new territory. You begin to walk in places that your feet couldn't walk before. That's right. That's good. Because in your flesh, God won't allow you to walk the road of glory until your feet have been transformed. I, I, I know it might not make sense, but... Moses drops off the anointing to a young man right behind him. And the same spirit of Moses was on Joshua, Brother Marks. The same spirit that was on Moses was on Joshua. And God sent Moses to Egypt to deliver the people. And God took Joshua to take the people from the wilderness to destiny. But I've come to remind somebody in the house... That you got to walk with God even when you leave the wilderness. Can I tell you that that same shout you had as a new convert, you better not lose it. Looks about 25 of y'all. That's what I'm talking about right there. The same spirit that pulled you out of the desert and pulled you out of Egypt and broke your chains asunder. It's the same. The same feet you ought to run with. The same feet. I wish somebody would use your feet and say, God, thank you for liberating the shackles off of my ankles, for breaking the bond. My feet are still made for running. My feet are still made for walking. That's power. Joshua 5 and 13. I'm, I'm getting through this thing. Joshua 5 and 13. And it came to pass. Yes. When Joshua was by Jericho. Oh, my God. That he lifted up his eyes and looked. Moses lifted up his eyes and saw a bush. Joshua lifted up his eyes and what did he see? And behold, there stood a man over against him. There stood a man standing before him. Hear it? With his sword drawn in his hand. The sword in his hand. And Joshua went unto him yes. and said unto him, Art thou for us yes. or for our adversary? And he said, Nay, yes. but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. Oh, yes. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, yes. What saith my Lord unto his servant? The same spirit that was on Moses that recognized that this moment, this place, this transect of time is not normal. He said, Speak to me. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, yes. Loose thy shoe from off thy foot. Joshua wanted to know who are you? Are you for me or for you, my enemies? But Joshua did not understand that the captain of the Lord's host was a part of God's welcoming committee. He said, welcome to a new dimension, Joshua. The host has been waiting. The host. I don't think you hear me. Hey, Cornerstone, welcome to a new dimension. The Lord's host has been waiting.
can I, can I tell you uh, that between time and eternity, uh, space and now, uh, God knew before you knew uh, that this place was holy, uh, that this ground was holy. Uh, he said, welcome to the house. Uh, welcome to the land. Uh, welcome to a new dimension. I wish somebody from Cornerstone would shout right now. There's a spirit that God saw before time. This place, this ground is holy. I wish somebody would shout a little louder. The ground you're standing on, the place you're resting on, take off. He said, it just so happened that you're 40 years late on your appointment. But now that you're here, he said, we got some things to talk about. He said, put off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Does that sound familiar to anybody in the house? Moses, take off your shoes. Joshua, take off your shoes. Can I tell you something about new dimensions? Anybody, anybody want to walk in a new dimension? Hey, if you like staying in the old place, the old rut, uh, the old ditch, you can stay there if you want to. Uh, but my feet are trying to climb out. Uh, my feet are trying to step uh, in a divine. Uh, my spirit is trying to walk uh, in the anointed. Uh, my Hey, stay there if you want to, but I've already crossed the road. I've already crossed the territory. I've already stepped across the border. Somebody shout power. Shout power. There's a powerful point of transition that happens in a place of new dimensions. And new dispensations. But can I tell you something about new dimensions? New dimensions are always tethered to old patterns. I pray somebody hear me right now. I said new dispensations are always tethered to old patterns. Hey, hey Joshua, if Moses had to take off his shoes, you better believe you've got to take off your shoes. Hey, young preacher, if the elders had to slip off the sandal, you better believe you better. You better take off. My God, I wish somebody would hear the Holy Ghost. There's a pattern that's not broken. There's a pattern that's not shambled. Bishop, can I tell you, I felt this in the Holy Ghost. That walk across the street was walking in the prophetic. That walk across the road was a step in the prophetic. And everything else stayed across the road except for this old pattern. And like the people of God carrying the Ark of the Covenant through the, through the wilderness. They said we're leaving the wilderness behind but we're taking this pattern with us. 
We're leaving the desert behind, but we're taking the pulpit with us. This doctrine, it ain't changing. This word, it ain't changing. This message, it ain't changing. New dimension, new dispensation, same pattern. I wish if you love the one God message, you would shout about the pattern. If you love this doctrine, this truth, this. It ain't broke. The pattern works in that dimension and this dimension. Not only is the same pattern, but it's the same power. But even with the same power, you've got to have the same humility. Can I tell you something beautiful about feet? How beautiful are the feet? Somebody shout the feet. How beautiful are the feet of them? That is us. That is the people of God. Can I tell you what's beautiful about the feet? The Bible declares in Psalms 8 and 6 that when God created you, fabricated you, and fashioned your flesh, that within your DNA, he put a spirit of dominion in your feet. I don't think you're hearing me right now. In man. God said, I'm going to fashion him to have dominion over all the works of my hands. And I'm putting all things, I'm putting all things, your stress, your weights, your worries, your fears, your insecurities. I'm putting all things under your feet, your streets under your feet. Your I wish somebody would hear God speaking. Hey, you can keep thinking about the devil if you want to. He's already under my feet. I wish somebody would let the spirit of victory get a hold of your bones. The questions, the worry, they have to leave at the bush. They have to leave at the ground. There's always a point that you've got to recognize God's power and don't forget God's power. Because it's easy that when God starts doing things in your church that'll blow your mind and there are droves of people showing up and nobody ever knocked their door and the drunk comes to the altar and he walks out of church sober. Hear me. Because we all like power and dominion. But Joshua was being prepared by God because God knew the steps that were coming in this dimension. Because chapter 5, God said, Joshua, you got to wait at this river called Jordan. 
his divine intersection. I got to talk to you here. It's because what you don't know, Joshua is five chapters later. Uh, those kings that are on the other side of the river, uh, the territory that you're walking in, Bishop, uh, the new dimension that you're walking in. Uh, he said, I'm going to give you dominion in your feet. Uh, and you're going to find uh, that in Joshua 10 and 24, uh, they called the elders. Uh, they called the men uh, that were made of war uh, and say, hey, come here, brothers. Uh, hey, take your feet uh, and put them on the necks of the king. I don't know if you hear me. He said, put your feet on the necks of the kings. Hey, I've come to tell you that God has given dominion to his people. But you've got to walk with the spirit in your feet. He said, my feet. We got to be careful when God starts doing things. That's something that's been happening across the nations. Something that's been happening across the entire globe. These evangelists know it. I was preaching in a church recently. And if I ever felt insufficient as a preacher, it ain't nothing like walking in a church and visitors are getting the Holy Ghost before the first song even starts. I'm, I'm trying to walk. I'm trying to get to people and pray with them. Uh, and the whole church uh, are operating in the spirit uh, of the prophetic uh, and anointing uh, because their feet have been transformed uh, for this hour. Uh, I've come to tell you this ain't just church. Uh, this is a holy ground. Uh, this. <laughs> when God starts giving you dominion over things, that you have no, no understanding of how it happened. We've got to be careful that we don't get lifted up in pride about what God is doing. I just, keep, I just come to remind somebody, God always gets the glory. Bishop won't like me telling how much work he's done on this church but can I tell you I love something about the feet of this man of God because he knows that every step that his feet has walked in the city he's trusted God and said God I can't do this without you and when this building is done you get the glory when this edifice is complete you get the glory hey preacher you better start believing that you can't preach one sermon without God's spirit in your mouth you better not forget you can't Joshua you gotta take off your shoes Moses was humbled at the bush and now Joshua's standing at a divine intersection brother brother with the river Jordan before him in Jericho on the other side of the river God said, Joshua, in order for you to be prepared for that dimension, your feet have to be sanctified. Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Because Joshua, when the walls start falling down at Jericho, you got to remember you didn't do that. 
when your family starts coming to church I know you prayed but there was a God tugging on their heartstrings you didn't do that said, Joshua, you got to sanctify your feet, sanctify the people. Because when you step in Jordan, Jordan is a place that your humanity becomes humbled. If you want to know about humility in Jordan, you just ask Naaman how mighty he was as a man of valor. In every battle he was winning, I've come to tell you, I don't care how much Holy Ghost and anointing you think you have. If you don't humble your flesh and know that you can do nothing, we can do nothing. I am nothing without the Spirit of God in my feet, without the Spirit of God in my bones, without the power. said Naaman you can have victories you can win battles but you will never enjoy the spoils of battle until you submit your flesh to the river I've come to tell somebody tonight before this week ends you've got to step in Jordan you've got to bow at the bush you've I feel, I feel some resistance right there. We want power with no humility. We want anointing with no consecration. You need your feet to be transformed. Oh, somebody lift up your voice in the house. Come on, I need God to do something in my spirit. I need God to do something in my church. I need God to transform something in my anointing. I need God to your no more Moses. Moses, take off your shoes. Joshua, you got to take off your shoes. Because there's something powerful about this taking off your shoes business. I know your, be- your feet are beautiful with shoes, but there's something divine about taking off your shoes. Because I reminded... Bible declares in Ruth 4 and 7 that there is a manner and a custom of the times that became the pattern of the people of Israel. <laughs> I'm telling you something beautiful about this pattern. <laughs> There's something beautiful about this pattern of God's people. Can I tell you there's something powerful about walking and holiness. Because the customs of Moses and the customs of Joshua 
had to become the customs of the people. Read it. Now this was the manner in former time in Israel. This was the manner in former times in Israel. Hear it? Concerning redeeming and concerning changing. Concerning redeeming. Somebody say redeeming. And concerning changing. Somebody shout changing. Changing. Keep reading. For to confirm all things. For to confirm all things. A man plucked off his shoe. A man plucked off his shoes. And gave it to his neighbor. And he gave it to his neighbor. And this was a testimony in Israel. And this was the testimony. Therefore the kinsman said unto Boaz. Yes. Buy it for thee. Yes. So he drew off his shoe. Can I tell a saint of God in the room right now that there's a beautiful point that happens within the people of God where we understand the beauty of drawing, taking, and plucking off our shoes. Jewish tradition and history tells us that the manner and the custom of the people of Israel that transcended from Moses to Joshua to the people became such a part of Israel that the Levites, the Levitical priesthood, would do the work and the service of the sanctuary. But before they entered into the tabernacle, they would take off their shoes. Because you can't have your flesh in the way of the divine. There's something beautiful about this text. And I know, I know the depths of this text. I, I want to I wanna talk about it in a second. I'm almost done preaching. But I feel that there are people, I feel that there are people in this room that you've been praying desperately that when you come to this place, that a spirit will fill this house. And there's some confirmations that you've been praying for in your spirit. And you said, God, I need some divine direction. I've come to tell you that when you take off your shoes, there's a spirit that will confirm all things. If that doesn't do anything to your spirit, uh, the sign of taking off your shoes, uh, what's the things concerning redemption uh, and the things concerning changing? I don't know how you feel, but I need some things to change in my spirit, to change in my church, to change in my heart, to change. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the wind that's blowing right now. And something has to change when you intersect with the sanctuary. As we come to the music, it was deeper than that. This is, this is the proper unfolding of this text. The manner and the custom of the people, Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, taking off your shoes was a divine sign of redemption. It was a divine sign of exchanging 
trade and full purchase. I kind of remind somebody that we still serve the God that will give you beauty for ashes. I've come to remind a mama in the house right now. Uh, you've been weeping over your family uh, and crying, praying, God, uh, can you do something to my children? Uh, I've come to tell you, we still serve a God uh, that will give you the oil of joy uh, for your morning. Uh, he said, trade with me. Uh, I'll exchange uh, at a fair price. Uh, I'll take your hurt uh, and I'll give you health. Uh, I'll take your brokenness uh, and I'll give you beauty. Uh, I'll Take off. Just piano, take off your shoes. Can I tell you right now in the Holy Ghost as we stand to our feet across the house. <laughs> that there is a spirit of divine transformation. That will sweep amongst God's people. When we remember the day. There's something that will happen to those prayers that you're praying. When you remember the day. I want you to hear me right now in the next few minutes. I prayed desperately that God would help me to turn the knob in this conference and put a crack in the door for the men behind me. To deliver a divinely fitted word for your family, for your church, for your ministry. Anybody been praying that God would do just that? Can I tell you how you open up the portals of receptivity to what God is going to tell you in this conference this week? You've got to remember the day. Somebody shout the day. You've got to remember the day that you plucked off your shoes. Oh, you remember that day. The day that God pulled you out of Egypt and took you off that bar stool. The day that you was on the way to divorce court. And the moment at the bush, God sealed your marriage back together. Oh, yes. I remember that day. 
I remember that day a five-year-old boy that's still on the inside of this preacher that I looked at my daddy and said I want to be baptized oh and I plucked off my shoes and I stepped in Jordan come on anybody remember that day Come on, anybody remember that day? The day of redemption. But God said, trade with me. I'll take your frailness and I'll give you faith. I'll take your wounds and I'll give you take your weakness and I'll give you strength but it only comes when you remember the day that you plucked off your shoes anybody ever feels tired of walking come on be honest this ain't a place to be masked with a facade God already knows you're trying to navigate the desert by yourself And a church planner said, God, if one more family leaves us, I don't know what we're going to do. But can I tell you what God wants to do in us this week? He wants to prepare our feet for new dimensions. And the only way that you can hear me the only way you can walk in new dimensions is you can't forget the day that the dimension started. <laughs> Bishop God's done something beautiful in the Northwest. God's going to do even more in the Northwest. But can I tell you that when your days become weary with walking, your spirit becomes heavy with the weights of ministry and your feet become blistered with the pack beneath your feet can I tell you where your greatest strength is when you look back to the day that God called you to the bush and you find strength in your feet to keep on walking Bishop, the days that you feel like weeping, saying, God, if you just give me strength to go 10 more years, can I tell you your strength is when you remember May 1994 when an evangelist pulled up in an RV. And you remember this holy ground. You believe that? The Hoffer? The Spirit of God hit me in the coffee shop today. 
Thank God for Holy Ghost Radio. How beautiful are the feet of them that propagate the gospel. With a half when you feel when you feel like your work's in vain. You feel ridiculed and misunderstood for your passion. Don't forget April 19th. April 15th. 2002. Don't forget the day that you plucked off your shoes and said, God, you got to take this thing. Hey, church planner, don't forget the day when you're weary Brother Gamboa, don't forget the day. Brother Haddon, don't forget the day. Brother Prado, don't forget that day that God said, go to Alameda. When you're tired, that's all you have is the strength of the day. Anybody feel that strength in the room right now? Come on, don't forget the day that God said, will you walk with me? Will you live for me? The Mark's 23 years is a long time. I believe there's no ministry that has impacted Pentecost more. But 23 years is just long enough to be tired sometimes. But God told me to tell you, don't forget that day in Sepulpa. It was that day. Hey, young preacher, before you get lifted up, don't forget the day that you said, God, whatever you want me to say, I'll say it. Before you knew how to string a sermon together. Don't forget the day. Because when you remember the day. Somebody whisper the day. When you remember the day that you plucked off your shoes. You will remember, you will remember the day. That he plucked, if he plucked off his shoes. You remember the day that you plucked off your shoes for him? You will remember the day that he plucked off his shoes for you. Oh, it was so beautiful. I think John knew how beautiful it was when he said, there's one that coming after me whose shoe latchet I can't touch. Because in order for the kinsman, kinsman redeemer to purchase your pain, he had to willfully pluck off his shoes.
God is asking us to do one thing and one thing only right now. He's asking for us to submit everything. Moses! Your insecurities have to die tonight. Your tears have to dry up today. Anybody feel the Spirit of God? What are you asking us, God? The same thing that he asked Peter. And I'm done. Because Peter walked in the house strong. Strutted with an ego. Jesus had stooped down with a basin in hand and he girded himself with a towel and he knelt down and began to wash the disciples' feet and Peter Peter was not a fan of the sight Peter did not recognize his great sight in his presence. That the king of glory manifested in flesh would humble himself and say, let me take care of those blisters on your feet. Let me take care of the bruises on your heel. You know what Peter told him? John 13. He said, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Not me. I got it. I can handle it. No, you can't. Family, we've been digging this thing out. We can make it. Not without God. You can't. We can build this church not without God. God in your feet. Directing your footsteps. For the steps of a righteous man are ordered. How the Lord, Peter, let me wash your feet. He said, you don't understand now, Peter, but me washing your feet, me transforming your feet are not about now. It's about the dimension coming down the road he said Peter if you don't let me wash your feet you have no part of what I'm about to do is there anybody in the house that want to be a part of this this wave come on anybody want your city saved Come on, any young preacher want to be used across the nations? Come on, anybody want your backslidden family to come back to the house of God? 
Here it is, right here. He said, Peter, if you don't let me wash your feet, you don't have any part of me. Watch this. Something shifted in Peter's spirit. <laughs> and with Jesus at his feet, there to transform something in his spirit. I can see Peter taking off his shoes. <laughs> Peter, if you don't let me wash your feet, those shoes are going to stay on. You've got to take those shoes off, Peter. And Peter said, not only my feet, but God, can you anoint my head? Can you anoint my mind? Can you anoint my spirit? He said, not only my feet, not only my head, but here's my hands. All across this sanctuary, I wish you would lift your hands. Come on, I wish you would give God your heart. Give God your head. Give God your feet. Give God your hands. Come on, try giving your wounds to God. Come on, try giving your words to God. Hey, church planner, God's going to keep building. God's going to keep walking with you in every dimension. God's going to... Hey, You've got to take off your shoes. You've got to walk with God. Come on, there's a portal of the prophetic happening right now. I wish you would lift up your spirit and say, God, I'm bowing at the bush. God, I'm falling at your feet. I need my spirit shifted. I need my mind transformed. Come on, that's it. Come on, if you're praying for strength, it's at the bush. If you're praying for help, it's at the bush. Come on, step in the river. You've got to get rid of leprosy. You've got to get rid of the flesh. You need God every step. I'll tell you, God's trying to renew some contracts. The purchase you made, the contract you signed, and said, God, I'll walk with you. I need your anointing. I want to walk in your spirit. God said, do you remember the day? You remember that contract? You re Come on, lift up your voice. I'll tell you, no, 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 God, take my hands. God, take my feet.
God's trying to bring strength to your family. He's trying to bring strength to your ministry. He's trying to redefine your purpose. He's trying to draw you to your destination. He's trying to pull you to your destiny. Take off your shoes. Pluck off your shoes. You're standing. 